Sweet Tea Podcast. Here's your host, Andy Burrows. Welcome, everybody, to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I am your host, Andy Burrows, as always. And today we have a very special edition of the podcast. Many people will often ask me, Andy, what is it about the NFL that you like over there? Isn't it just rugby? And surely rugby players could just go and play in the NFL, And to which I always laugh. So what we have done today, we have got a very special guest, a man that has just gone from rugby sensation over to America and trying out to get into the NFL. My guest today is none other than Tyrese Johnson Fisher. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. You know, I'm really good. Thank you. How about yourself? I am good, Tyrese. Thank you, my friend. Obviously, like I put uh, in the introduction, now I get it all the time, Tyrese, about uh, the NFL and rugby. Obviously, you probably heard the same comparison be over here, <laughs> Absolutely. In, over here in the UK. But Tyrese, I um, you had you are trying to do it, aren't you? You have gone from rugby sensation over here in the United Kingdom over to America and trying to make your way into the NFL. How did all that come about for you, my friend? How did everything start for you, buddy? Thank you. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of been a little bit crazy, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, you know, when I first got into the sport, it kind of came off the back of me going viral. You know, I was very lucky that when I was younger, I had a very good video of me um, that just kind of just kicked on. Mm -hmm. More so because it was a kind of a situation that I was just running through people and people just liked I don't know what it was, people People just liked it. And it was really humbling for me because I hadn't really seen myself looking at rugby as an out-and-out future. Mm -hmm. I'd always seen, you know, sprinting as something that I preferred much more. Right. So basically just from there, it meant that American football just came about. I remember I was getting contacted from a couple of colleges and some really, really top scouts in America. And you know, the likes of Michigan, IMG were options. But at that time, it just didn't really make sense to me because I'd been up, I'd been basically in the country for about two years. I used to live in Dubai for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so it just, I just felt as if I needed to be in the UK a little bit longer. Because imagine going to a new country if you haven't found yourself. So basically just from there, things kicked on and I was still playing rugby, still playing American football. And then basically a couple of scouts for American football had kind of spoken to me and said, you know, do you see yourself with a future here? Um, and I was kind of confused thinking, do I, do I not? But then I was kind of ready to leave the sport. And so because I was kind of ready to leave the sport, it just meant that it was the perfect time. So I gave it a goal. The, the Under Armour All-American game, which is a top 100 American, um, high school players in the country, just came about as well. So I just thought... If I'm going to be going into American football, there's nothing, there's no way better to get into it other than being with, you know, such an extremely amazing program, as well as amazing people around me telling me to do it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, so the like the American football was never originally on the radar then. So you've literally gone from playing rugby to wanting to be a sprinter to now obviously you're heading back out to the States in the next week to try and make your dreams come true of the, uh, to play American football and in uh, eventually in the, in the national football league. I mean, how is that, how have your friends and family taken to this? Your life must have just been flipped upside down. Uh, you know, what? I can't even lie to you. 
My mum always loves me every single day. She says I'm one of the craziest people I know. <laughs> like every single minute, there's something happening. Actually, not even every single minute. The thing of my life is just crazy. Things are either crazy or they're just quiet. But yeah. then they're more crazy than not. So yeah, and no, I think my family, not even my thing, but you know, my family, they love American football. It's not that they understand what's going on. I think the thing with the sport is it just seems so welcoming and it just resonates with me. That's why I think they, that's why they like that I'm doing it because, you know, they understand that when I get into those pads or even I'm just on the field practicing whatever I'm doing involving that sport, it just feels so natural to me. And as I was even just growing up from being younger, I've always loved America. It's always been a dream of mine to live there and go there. So it just suits me. And even my friends, they can see the difference between me as a person playing American football or not. And they just see that I'm a lot more of myself when I'm involved in playing American football. Yeah, so uh, for our listeners, what position are you playing when you uh, try out for the, for, the, for the National Football League? And how have you found the transition from rugby? Obviously, I, you know, we'll, we'll tag the link into your YouTube. I've watched a lot of your yeah. clips and, you know, and it's, uh, you, you're, you're really good at rugby. So how have you, um, how, how, how have you found the um, transi- uh, transition from rugby to the NFL? Um, I saw an interview with you on YouTube where, you know, the things that you're trying to get down, you have to try and get the plays down. You know what I mean? We all we all sit here and watch the NFL on a Sunday, and you know, Absolutely. there's no way that someone like me. I mean, I'm a huge NFL fan, but going for someone like you from playing such a rugby, and a lot of people say, "Oh, rugby," you know, it's just like it's the NFL are the same. They're completely different, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are so different. Um, you know, I, so I, I basically when I when I was playing uh, rugby, I was playing as a winger, I went outside centre, but through my transition, I thought the best position for me was being a running back. Because you know, when you are when you are playing that position of being a running back, it just is such a better transition because you know you're coming out um, from behind behind the line of scrimmage, and then you just see so many pictures in front of you, and you just choose which picture you feel you're willing to exploit more so, what whole gap you're willing to exploit. So that's why I felt as if running back was so much more suited. You know, I'm five ten, I'm about in kg about 96 and that's the heaviest I've ever been I've usually 91 so it just felt as if my body was so suited to playing running back and I guess the transition for me was kind of crazy because the thing that is it within within rugby is that the sort of body positions are so upright you know you're always trying to deal with doing so many things at once if it's passing kicking Mm -hmm. catching so you don't really have to overly focus on how efficient your movements have to be when you are trying to beat somebody. Whereas in American football, everything is so short space. There's, you know, you're turning at literally a 90 degree angles in rugby, you don't turn at this sort of angles. So having to learn how to kind of move efficiently, especially being a running back is so important because you know, when you're playing in a game that is literally full of short yards, you really have to make sure everything you're doing is perfect. And it's like, it's just crazy because, you know, even with gym and I could go on and on and on, but even (laughs) with gym, for example, you know, a lot of the training is obviously just speed, power. But then in rugby, it's more for your cardiovascular fitness, endurance. So it's like, they're just, you're just working so many different things and it's, it takes a lot out of your body, 
But once yeah. your body gets used to it, more so mine, my body loves it. Especially my first stage, my stuff, I mean, they love American <laughs> football. And it's just so much easier to train for. Because when I, when I first got back into rugby, when I got back into rugby um, in 2019, when I was playing for Bristol, that was crazy. Because the first probably two to three months were literally just focused on getting me fit. I was in five, six times a week. Um, had to come in really early. And I was just getting a lot of mom, one-on-one with the SNC coaches just getting me fit because my body just wasn't a fan of like that sort of fitness. Yeah. I mean, Tyrese, what's the situation now then? Obviously, we've been in a COVID year. It's been a crazy, crazy year. I've recently seen that you got to the States. You got sent back from the States. <laughs> I watched I watched your video of that. That yeah. looked traumatic in itself. What is the current situation with you as it stands today, my friend? So my current situation is that I am signed with um, Kapai Lincoln Community College. I should literally be out there very, very soon within days. Uh, that's that sort of happened so crazy um, because you know I got back into rugby last year, and so I got back into rugby two years ago. Then I realised that it wasn't for me anymore. Uh, we can go into that a little bit later, but I just thought, you know what? Let me go back into American football. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got back in, I was very, very close to getting some really good schools in New York. Um, I was going to go on official visits, and then COVID hit, so then that really set me back. And then in the summer, I was just spending hours, days, every single minute. Like I was just always on basically putting myself out there. That's why if you have to see my Twitter media, it's just yeah. full of videos. Uh, because, you know, when you're trying to get out to America, that's how you got to do it. Though, isn't you? That's how you've got to do it these days, especially in a COVID year. Literally, there's so much you have to do because we don't have the luxury of being able to, you know, just drive maybe an hour away and go to a camp to mm-hmm. get looked at by Alabama. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't have that sort of luxury. So we really have to make sure everything that we're doing from this country is very good quality and content for the Americans to see, you know what, this guy could actually show, he's actually showing some potential or showing athleticism. Mm-hmm. So basically just from there, I base, I managed to get a couple of offers then coming through. It was, it was weeks I'd had nothing. Um, I had interest, but nothing. And then one day I had one offer. Next thing you know, I had about five, six, seven, eight in the same day. So that just went through at the roof. Um, I got then I, then I committed to Garden City Community College, which yep. is for many people if they don't know what it is, it's one of the really, really best um, JUCOs in the country. With the likes of Tyreek Hill attending a couple of years ago. So wow. it has a really, really good alumni, and it was just a really, really good college to help me take it to the next level. And then in December, I was, you know, but I was meant to fly in last year, July, but COVID again, they moved the season. So mm-hmm. they pushed the season back and then back and back and back. And so I'm just in a situation where it's like, what am I doing? You know, I've not got a job. I've not really got any money. So what am I really going to have to do? And then things kept going on and on and on. So it was just crazy and it was just getting crazy and crazy. And then towards I think it was December, that's when the Garden City head coach let me know that, you know, scholarship money was tight, finances were tight because of COVID, so they had mm-hmm. to get rid of every international player. So from there, it was like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Um, I was really, <laughs> really down for, like, a couple of hours. Because with me, one thing I can say to my, with myself is I'm a ba- I'm really much a bounce-back person. Yep. So I, set, I was set back for a couple of hours, but I just attacked it again, went back onto Twitter and was just posting, posting, yeah. posting, yeah. posting. Um, and then managed to 
get some really, really good quality JUCOs, one in the same conference as Garden City. So that would have been a bit, a good bit of revenge. But there was a, a really, really good um, college called Kapai Lincoln, uh, Mississippi School, very, very big powerhouse. And they said, you know, would you like to be one of our players? Would you like to be our running back? And I just thought, you know what? With the connection I had with the coach and everything, it just seemed like it was the best place for me. Yeah, most definitely, my friend. You can put that in the start of your book, Tyrese, when you've won the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tyrese, you mentioned a few times on Twitter about the UK and how they need better facilities and stuff for people like yourself to um, get a chance to go out and try in colleges. Obviously, we've got the UK international programme now. Obviously, I know um, Neil Reynolds' son is trying. He's in that. I see on uh, the Sky Sports host, Neil Reynolds. I mean, what can the UK do more of? I know you're quite passionate about it. I see you tweeting out about it what can we do as a country and a lot of european countries what can they do to put in better infrastructure so more people like yourself get a chance going forward into the national football league and the colleges in america i think the thing that i'd love to see is the same love that you know is shown for the nfl because mm-hmm. let's be real london fans are amazing yeah crazy i've been to a couple of the games in london um for for the nfl and the fans come in numbers, the fans come extremely loud. And it would just be nice if, you know, that sort of love could possibly some way be reciprocated into, into grassroots as well. Um, because I think you know, a lot of the guys here, everybody, you know, not even everybody, but literally every single player that I know, they just don't necessarily feel the love from the UK people. That everyone has to mm-hmm. f- feel as if the way to do it is, you know, f- trying to break into the American market, which obviously we need to be in America to play the sport for sure. But if we had the following from here, it would just mean that there'll be more players that would just be willing to push to another level because they're actually getting love. Everyone knows what it's like, even watching um, the football, as in the soccer in the UK, the Premier League, you know, how different the atmosphere with the UK fans behind them or no fans at all. It's not even that the fans are physically there, but knowing that the fans are giving them the watching, giving them the love, because, you know, even just away from that as well, if we had some facilities, because I'm very blessed to work with Nuno Suarez, and he's a coach that I work with in Evolve Gym. And to me, that's one of the best facilities in um, basically in the whole country in regards to American football because it's got like a little bit of turf um, like a whole square turf and then that's where you can do some of your speed and agility stuff but the thing is we need more mm-hmm. you know it would be really nice if we had something similar to where they have in the states where literally everywhere you go there are sort of training centers where you've got the speed nutritionist You've got the you've got the um, you've got a field like an astroturf field. You've got a gym as well. It's just everything in one place, because you know as we are most of us trying to make it, our students uh, we are young. Money's really tight. Having to travel from X Y Z, it's just extremely expensive. And it'd just be nice if everything could just be in similar places. Even away from that as well, it'd be nice if there were just some astroturfs dotted around the country without yep. being caged up because you know you go to America I was even watching a Christy McCaffrey video the other day and he was literally just in his area He's he lives in a obviously a pretty expensive area but mm-hmm. he's just in an area and there's just a field randomly located I think there were two 
those are my friends. They live about a good five, 10 minutes away from the field. And it's like with us, we only get grass. And mm -hmm. if we do have sort of astroturf fields, most of them are caged up. And if they are caged up, you know, it's not the easiest when you're trying to catch an outright when you're <laughs> running into a cage. <laughs> so yeah. it would just be nice if there were just some open lane fields, just yeah. allowing guys to, you know, just get together because the best place we do is New River. But yeah. it, it'd just be nice if there were more sort of fields without having to be in a stadium. It's just small yeah. things. Um, definitely stuff, I, you know, I don't want to say you've got to do this, this, that, because it's a process. It will take time. Of course, of but course. It would just be nice if we had some more infrastructure and a couple more programs to just not only promote the, promote the elite, but promote guys who haven't played the sport and want to get in because just, just having it based off clubs isn't fair because clubs training is only twice a week. Guys want to train as much as they can every day, so that's yeah. that's my that's my opinion. I mean, because as as big as the NFL is over here now, you know, you said it yourself there. I go to all the games at Wembley, at, um, White Hart Lane at Tottenham's ground. Um, you are right in what you say for for the grassroots over here. As big as the NFL is, you know, the the infrastructure for the grassroots could be a lot better. I mean, we have a lot of teams over here, like the London Blitz and stuff like that. But you know, for them people to get spotted to go into them uh, teams, you really have to have the infrastructure in place, like you said, to practice and to like and to go and play every single day. So what you Absolutely. say there, Tyrese, is is so true, my friend. And like to be even where you are now, and that proves how. Um, I've said this many times how it proves how big social media can be because if it wasn't for, sure. if it wasn't for social media you wouldn't be where you are would you say yeah I, I totally agree with you um, the video definitely the video went viral it definitely helped me because mm -hmm. you know there's no way IMG or Michigan can find me at 15 without social media yeah. and there's no way I'd be able to connect with coaches because if I'm being real I believe in myself and yeah. I believe that I would do anything in my power to make my dreams come true so mm -hmm. if it meant that I had to find a way to get an Esther for 30 days in 30 days, I went to I went to maybe 40, 50 schools. I would have mm -hmm. found a way to do it. But yeah. I'm just happy that I don't necessarily have to go that route and I can just use social media training from home mm -hmm. and basically be able to promote myself. And, you know, social media is such an important tool. And I urge anyone that's watching this that plays American football, get on twitter that's where you find the coaches yeah i mean every social media i mean even love me sitting here doing my podcast tories i started this back in may i can't tell you how big this podcast is now it's, it's and that's all just because of social media i was in lockdown Crazy. i start i started a podcast so you are 100 percent right uh tories tories how um obviously you've been out into the states i've seen how have you been accepted out there as a as a brit as one of us how have how have they accepted you uh when you go out there and obviously try your hand at their national sport it's their game so when they see this english yeah. guy, when they see this english guy rolling up how are you how are you ex uh, accepted amongst your peers when you got out there you know what i'd say um i do feel accepted when i'm out there mm -hmm. the one thing that i do feel that americans love is hard work yeah. and if you show that you're willing to work for the team you know you're really willing to put your back on the line for the team and you will involve yourself and not necessarily divide yourself or like stay distance from the team mm -hmm. they, they respect that because they know how it's difficult for us coming from the UK they know that you know this isn't our sport we're really having to learn this from a much older age with a much shorter time period to try and be at the same level as them who have mm -hmm. done it for so much longer so they do respect that and I've been very lucky that I've always found an interest in American culture 
So yeah. I'm very much up to date with their fashion, their music, um, and just even the words they use now that I understand everything, they can basically speak to me like they're speaking to any other American. And yeah. they do really appreciate that from, from what they tell me. So I'm just lucky that... And they love I, the English accent. They love the English <laughs> accent. Let me not even get started on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I got, you, I got some stories that I can tell you another time about that, Tyrese, trust me. Yeah, I can imagine, likewise. <laughs> um, Tyrese, what is, um, what's been the biggest challenge for you in this whole process? What have you found hardest? Uh, have, you, have you got frustrated at times? Uh, like you said earlier, you're funding this at the moment yourself. So for, we all know flights aren't cheap out to America. You've, sure. got, you've gone into a sport from another, a completely new sport. What's been the biggest challenge for you, would you say, in this entire process? Oh, man, that's a very, you know what? That's the sort of question where there's so many ways I can come at it. There are mm-hmm. so many things I found difficult. Um, in short answer, obviously having to pay for training, you know, for me to get to training and train cost me well over 200 a month. Wow. So that's definitely difficult. Um, also, being able to learn the sport because, you know, I'd say that what's benefited me is I've just been playing Madden. I've been playing Madden. All day <laughs> yeah. like, me and you me can hook up on Madden. the Xbox later then. <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, that game, if you want to learn American football, yeah. you need Madden. Oh, my goodness, because, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um, away from that as well. You know, let me think of the hardest. The hardest challenge that I've had to face is discipline and patience. Mm-hmm. I'd say, as I've been out the sport for so long, I want to get back in so soon and so, and so swiftly. Mm-hmm. So... Even when I was avoid, when I had to come back, my visa was voided. It meant that I had to be patient again to know that I will still get out there and yeah. stay positive, stay motivated, because it's like it's not like I'm not going to be out there. It's just a matter of time, especially when you know COVID last year. I'm also um, I'm at a higher level. Uh, it was crazy because I hadn't had office yet. So yeah. patience has definitely been the biggest thing for me. And I've just had to learn that with resilience as well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Therese, I get asked all the time by my English friends when I, like I said at the start of the show, they compare uh, the NFL is a poor man's rugby. Being a man, being a man that's played both games and now trying to make his, na- his way into the National Football League, what, you must get this all the time. Yeah. What you know? What do you say to the people that say, "Ah, oh, Tyrese, you know, it's it's just rugby with pads. They're, they're they're pussies over there." And I I send them a few YouTube clips. I'm like, "Look at this, Sean Taylor. I'm a Washington fan. You go and look at that hit he put on in the Pro Bowl." What do you say to people that just say you're off to go and play a poor man's rugby? You know what? I'd say. If it was a poor man's rugby, then how comes it you can get to games in college that are over 100, 150, 120,000? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the answer for sure. Uh, yeah. I'd say, you know, rugby is an amazing sport. There's so much more than just the sport itself, yeah. which really does help you grow. Like it really, there are so many things in, in, in regards to being taught how to be a man. Rugby really helps you learn how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason why rugby is, you know, full of so many traditions in this country. But American football is just, for me, it's, it just suits me. It suits me so much more because yeah. it's something where I can, work on, I can work on the speed and power that I love. 
you know, I don't have to necessarily tackle. I can literally just focus on being the athlete that knows how to run through and around people. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I'd say that even just the culture as well, everything within the sport is so much more suited to me. So maybe they might think it's a poor man's rugby, but for Mm -hmm. me, it's a rich man's game. Yeah, most definitely. Sorry, uh, last few for me, my friend. It's been absolutely brilliant to get you on our show, my, my, Thank my you. friend. Um, Ian Gerling asks, uh, I posted yesterday that you were coming on the show. He, he said, can you ask him what happened at Coastal Carolina? Yeah, for sure. Um, when I was at Coastal, it was not a really good experience. You know, I loved everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I felt as if, you know, me being into American football, it was very good that I went there. And I, it was just taken step by step. But mm-hmm. I then had to just kind of evaluate things. You know, where did I want to be? What did I want to do? And I'd say rugby was playing a bit of, a bit of a, a massive part in my, in my head mm-hmm. because I had friends from the UK who were obviously professional at this point. And I've seen that they weren't having to do studies. They were just basically being able to play. So I thought, you know what? this could really be me. Yeah. So then basically I just thought again, you know, my head coach had left, my running back coach, he had left. So I just thought, let me look at other options and let me just really try and push on. And I loved Coastal, but mm-hmm. I just realised I had to go separate ways. Okay. Yeah, fair play, my friend. Uh, Ian, I hope that answered your question. Uh, last one for me, Tyrese. Um, what advice would you give to um, any any youngsters trying to trying to do what you've done obviously here from the UK we've mentioned about the NFL and how the game itself is quite big over here but what advice would you give yourself to anyone wanting to follow in your footsteps absolutely um you know I'd say anybody that's trying to follow in my footsteps you have to love it like you really have to love it because there are going to be some real dark times and the way to you know, pass through the dark times is through love. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times where you're really in a battle between you and yourself on the field, off the field, learning the game, and you just have to stick with it, be patient, and you can only excel in things that you love. Don't say you love it because you like the sport. Say you love it because that's what you want to do and this is this is who you are, this is what your identity is. Uh, you know, you really have to be persistent. You really have to be resilient. That's my two things I love to say, persistence mm-hmm. and resilience. If you can basically be doing those, you can make it in pretty much any single sport you play. But the thing to kind of finish on is, as we are competing with Americans, you have to want it so much more. You have to study the game. You have to watch college football. You have to watch American football. And there's no negotiations because you really have to make sure you're doing as much as you can to understand the game and to understand it better than they do. So that's the advice I'd say. But if you want to chase it, then the floor is yours, you know, the stage is yours and you can really excel. Anything people put their mind to is, as people we are amazing. So anybody can achieve any, anything. Tyrese, absolutely fantastic, my friend. You know what, buddy? I wish you. you nothing but success, buddy. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on you now, my friend. Um, your journey is incredible. You're in, you're an inspiration to people over here in the UK, my friend. So if you put your mind really to something, you can do it. Tyrese, I wish you nothing but success, my friend. I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really good speaking to you. No problem, my friend. Go get it, my friend. Go get it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. I have been your host, Andy Burrows. Till next time, everybody, stay safe.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the DC Tweet Team podcast. Make sure you go like and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast fix. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.